This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by John Brazier. And, John, today is Tuesday, October 18th, and the Phillies are set to play the Padres in game one of the NLCS. We are doing this on Tuesday morning, uh, the at, or actually afternoon. Uh, the Phillies play game one tonight in San Diego. Yes. And, uh, Tom, who would have thought this, right? I was going to ask you the same thing. I was going to say, on let's say two months ago on August 18th, would you have thought that we'd be in San Diego getting ready for the NLCS? No, for a lot of reasons. One, right. obviously, uh, well, let's go back even, you know, early in the year uh, when the team was floundering, 22 and 29. Right. Uh, and we replaced our manager, Joe Girardi, with Rob Thompson. Uh, Bryce Harper gets you know hit on the thumb, ironically enough, by Blake Snell, who we're going to be yes. facing possibly in Game Two. Um, yeah, and and the fact that we would go on a run, make the playoffs, and then there was three a hundred win teams right. that get knocked out of the playoffs yeah. in, the, in the National League. You got the Dodgers, obviously had one of the uh, best had the best net record in the National League, uh, by far and away had the biggest run differential. Uh, by far, they get knocked out by a wild card team, uh, the Padres. The Mets, who choked because uh, the Braves caught them at the end, they get knocked out by the Padres. Uh, we knock out the defending champion Braves. We knock out the Cardinals, uh, who won the division, National League Central. Wahoo! And so, you got Cleveland could knock off the Yankees tonight. They're in a game five situation. Today, yeah, you know, that's so it's, today uh, four. It just shows you baseball, you know, the format, the way it is. You know, it's obviously new this year, and they tried to make it. Uh, you know, more fair for the teams that have a better record because obviously when we played the Cardinals, we had three games in St. Louis. So we had to win two of three games in St. Louis. So, um, you know, that's a little crazy, right? So, but we did it. Uh, same thing. Padres had to do win two out of three in New York. They did it. Um, and again, and then what happens is, thank God we won in two, right? Because then we get our yeah. pitching somewhat set up at the Braves, but yes. not really. I mean, we got to go uh, Suarez in game one. Right, yep. and then you get Wheeler and Nola, two and three, yeah. which you really couldn't use them again. Maybe I guess Wheeler could have, if you went game five, you could have used Wheeler maybe in a similar situation, maybe like a two innings because he's on uh, what three days rest. Yeah. So we had to win those two games. Then we get to the Braves series, and we're all rested, and yep. uh, and they ran into a buzzsaw. You know, and you have, uh, you know, now you got these uh, one hundred, you know, the. Uh, Dodger fans, the Met fans, they're all like, oh, you know, it's not fair because, you know, we won the regular season and yeah. now that you got these wild card teams. John, 
That's how it's always been in baseball. Yes. Maybe not when you just, you know, had a division, a, a, an NLCS, and then you're right to the World Series, or pen, you know, you win your the pennant, and then you have a World Series. But in the modern day, this is how it's been. Especially when they've added just one wild card team. Yep. It's been, you know, it's it's all the factors. Yeah, it's a hot team. It's it's usually your whole roster, you know, so you're getting contributions from your whole roster. Sure. Uh, you know, it's who's managing their injuries best, who's managing the bullpen, their pitching staff best. So it's always been a thing, you know, that, that yeah, the hot team or, you know, the team who can – the crowd. Our sure. crowd – and San Diego is going pretty crazy. I yep. mean, to beat the Dodgers, it's a, it really is a great thing for San Diego. But the crowd becomes a factor, too. So, you know, I think uh, all these things, you know, so the fact that, yeah, the, the vaulted Dodgers and Mets, uh, you know, lost, I think, is great for baseball. And, and, and I agree. And, us, I, and, I meant to, and I meant to say set up well for, obviously, the Padres series because we didn't have to use Wheeler. Um, so now we have a team that you've got Wheeler is going to start game one, right? You're going to have uh, the yep. interesting thing is you're going to have Wheeler one, Nola two. Uh, Ranger right. Suarez three, yep. right now four. My guess is it's going to be Syndergaard. Probably at least start, maybe see what we can do at least one time through the order. Uh, the really interesting thing is there's no day off. Um, one day off. Uh, well, there, there's one day off, but it's uh, basically game five is Correct. in Philly on Sunday, and then Monday, and then Monday the game. it's right. a game, so they're going to have to fly after the game on Sunday to San Diego and play. Um, so game five, you would have Wheeler again. Game six, you would have Nola. And then the interesting thing is, what do you do about game seven for both teams? Mm -hmm. Because uh, you could either go Ranger Suarez on three days rest. I'm not sure if that's the best option. Um, you can't go Wheeler because Wheeler right. would be two days, right? Um, and, you, you, I mean, we might have to go Falter slash Gibson slash bullpen. Unless um, you go with them in game six, and then you have Noel waiting for you uh, game seven. So who, who knows? And I think when you look at the Padres, Padres in a similar situation. They have uh, Darvish. You Darvish is their, uh, their ace, right? They've got three aces, much like we have two, and I'll call Ranger Suarez a, you know, um, 1B. Right, mm -hmm. um, but they've got you, Darvish. Uh, I assume they're going Blake Snell, yep. uh, lefty, the guy who uh, broke Harper's uh, thumb. Um, and then game three would be Musgrove yep. uh, with the shiny ears, right? Who's the one who got the wet willy from the umpire yep. when they checked his ears? Classic. Uh, but they're in the same thing. They would start. Uh, they're going to have to figure yeah, out who's, two guys that who's their four. It could be Clevenger, who who got rocked by the Dodgers, right? right? They got Sean Manea, who they picked up the trade deadline, yep. who hasn't had a great year for them. Um, and so I guess one of those guys, but then that game seven again, mm -hmm. you're going to have to maybe figure out who they're going to You're really do. getting ahead of yourself, aren't you, John? Let's just, well, let's just focus on game <laughs> one tonight. Let's uh, also, let's just take a little look back on what went on, John. It was crazy here. Let's just talk about the atmosphere. It was at awesome. Citizens Bank Park. I told everyone when, uh, I mean, on Friday night, this, this fan, fan base was just, Chomping at the bit yeah. for a playoff game. You could tell, you know, leading up to it, when we had the rally bus going around the city, everyone wearing red, uh, yeah. the excitement you saw throughout the city, uh, in the suburbs. Yep. Um, and then, then the block party we had here, you could just tell there was just, you mm -hmm. know, the rising tension and just people just so yeah. – they were waiting for that – the. Uh, 
top of the kettle to blow off, right? <laughs> well, and the I, Fanatic tried to light that up. I know uh, my boy was out there on stage with the band, Scott Palmer. Shane Victorino came out. Uh, before he threw out that first pitch, he was out at the block party uh, and for the rally out there just for the game. And, uh, yeah, he got a great hand, and then the Fanatic smashed a, an Atlanta Braves helmet, and I could feel, too, it really did feel like 2008 all over again. And you said Shane Victorino. I think it started, the crowd really sure. got going for sure. when they showed the video of yes. obviously one of the greatest moments ever, NLDS, you know, uh, facing CC Sabathia, who is arguably the best pitcher in the game at that point, right, for the Brewers. And when Shane hit that grand slam, uh, you know, Brett Myers set it up two batters before with the mm -hmm. unbelievable nine-pitch walk, and then he had uh, the crowds rattling, you know, CC and Jimmy Rollins gets a four-pitch walk, and then Shane, when Shane hit that home run. So we show that on the video, yes. and the crowd – reacted yeah. as if that just happened live so loud so all of a sudden you could tell that oh my yeah. gosh if that, if if we get off to a good start then this crowd's going nuts and sure enough yeah. stots double yeah. right uh just got that crowd going it's Did. almost like the lid was about to go yeah. almost went and then when reese hit that home run i mean this that crowd was the loudest i've heard i yeah. said on several radio stations that i was here for obviously the uh shane victorino grand slam i was here for the jimmy rollins double I was here for when Brad Lidge struck out Eric Hensky. And I'm telling you, I was in the stands. That was the loudest. When Reese Hoskins hit that home run, that was the loudest I've ever heard this ballpark. Yeah, uh, I think it's right up there, no question. And talking to other employees too, John, same thing. Everybody kind of was like, that crowd was as raucous as anything we've seen uh, when we had the great run in 2008. No doubt about it. And, yeah. it was, and it was great too that you have all Philadelphians were involved. You had Jay Wright, mm -hmm. you showed him in the stands. Yep. You had Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni in the stands. Joel right? Embiid. Joel Embiid on, on Saturday was you know in the suite. Yep. Uh, it was just cool to see. Uh, all the yeah. different people that uh, came out to support. I love the fact that all the teams support everybody, right? Absolutely. Uh, that I the think Flyers fans Sixers, get a kick out of it. John. And the fans love it too. So it's uh, and it's not pandering. Some people say, well, it's pandering. They're trying to, you know, win over the fans. But you know what? No, it's not. I think they're really yeah. our guys. I know are are super excited. Yeah. I know Bryce Harper and a lot of the guys on the team, Schwarber, are huge fans of of the other teams and like to come out there. When we had the Flyers, uh, took batting practice uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, all those guys came out to hang with the Flyers, with Kevin Hayes and uh, all the all those guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see the city just unified. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jumping on, you mentioned it, jumping on them early did just kind of create that 
Uh, and then it happened again on Saturday, too. Just party atmosphere here. And it can go either way. I mean, you can come to a playoff game. Obviously, the fans are going to be into it. They're going to be loud. And then, you know, if we're, you know, uh, not swinging the bats or it gets, you know, close at the end. If it's a close game, sometimes it's not as loud because everybody's kind of on their hands. You're biting your fingernails, you know. But it was just great both days to get out to, uh, you know, those early jumps. And there were some big plays John that will now live in you know uh history with the Phillies you know on the on the uh highlight reels you know I I heard a interview the other day and you know who was it uh talking was it Harp it wasn't Harp it might have been Reese but just talking about hey we've seen those highlights of Mike Schmidt hitting you know uh, in 1980 and we've seen all the highlights of 2008 and we want to create our own highlights well, we had the memories. I mean, between the Reese Hoskins home run and the spike of the bat in game one to, uh, you know, JT's, you know, uh, inside, inside the, the park, park home, home run, run. Which is one of the most exciting oh, moments sure. in playoff baseball history for the Phillies. Uh, I mean, first time a catcher's ever done it. Yep. Right? First time a catcher's ever in postseason yep. had inside the park home run. Not sure what Acuna was doing in right field. He stood yeah. there. He stood there. And the ball now, it did carry him off in a weird way to the right, but Acuna still stayed there. He had a play later in the game, too, John, where he just kind of lollygagged at this one ball that didn't get to. I think he was not, his head was not in the game on Saturday. No I doubt. mean, and you're totally right. Harper, home, you know, the home run. I mean, it's just, just there were so many great plays. And, uh, and I got to say, that game on Saturday, uh, Rob Thompson is the maestro. Mm. He had he knew that Syndergaard was going to go through one time through the lineup, uh, no matter wh- how well he did or how poorly he did. Well, I guess if he did poorly, it would be right, less. Right. Uh, but Syndergaard, you know, went. He only yeah. gave up the home run. He went three innings pitch. He looked had, great. Had, had three Ks, but he stuck to his plan. Said, you know, now me as a fan, and I'm sure a lot of Philly fans out there are like, yeah. keep Syndergaard in there. We don't want to get to the bullpen too early. Let's get let's keep center. But he had a plan. Mm. Took him out. Bellotti comes in uh, for an inning. Hand comes in for an inning. Alvarado for uh, inning and two thirds. You got Eflin gets a one and one third, and then Dominguez. And I tell you what, there was zero walks. Yeah. Well, if you had told me that in the bullpen game, basically center guard <laughs> in the bullpen, that you would have zero walks in a playoff yeah. game against the Braves, and not only that, Syndergaard had three strikeouts. The rest of the bullpen had twelve strikeouts. They had fifteen strikeouts. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. Uh, so, the, I mean, the bullpen did more than enough. That, I mean, that, that was – I mean, I got to tell you, Rob Thompson just pushed all the right buttons in that game. Yeah, and I know it's late in the season, you know, to be saying, oh, you're instilling confidence in a guy. It's October 17th, 18th. It's like you either have confidence or you don't. Right. But still to give those guys uh, these high-leverage situations, uh, just having all the confidence in the world with, to go with a guy like Bellotti there. Or, you know, it's just I, I think that bodes well going into the NLCS and then hopefully beyond uh, that this bullpen's pitching well. And I think it has been. Rob has given them uh, defined roles, and he's uh, trusted them in some of these high-leverage situations. You're exactly right. Uh, and, you know, everybody from Bellotti who can strike guys out, he's got that wipeout uh, pitch, um, to Alvarado, who's been absolutely you know, fantastic yeah. since he was sent down a, a long time ago. Uh, Sir Anthony, he had some scary moments, you know, towards the latter part of the season. But right now, it's you know we're we hoping he can keep up what he's doing because he looks like Sir Anthony of of old. Brad Hand's been like very good. Eflin now Eflin's had his moments, but I love that Eflin throws strikes and nothing rattles him. Mm-hmm. Right, nothing rattles him. Uh, one of the other moments we got to talk about, uh, Tom, uh, was on Saturday 
when uh, you know, I love this. You know, the, the, this is our center field of the future. Yeah, we got Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh, great story. Uh, he's got the long beard. He's got the unkempt hair, right? Why don't uh, we play ZZ's top songs when I he know. comes he up? He looks like Billy Gibson, yeah, Dusty Rhodes. Come on, you got to play a little Lagrange or something, right? Uh, well, I guess you know he what gets he, he, he gets picks, to pick, but gets, I don't. I think in this case we should right should overrule him. Well, it's a great story. His father. Uh, there was an article in the Enquirer not too long ago where his father was obviously uh, huge in his life, and um, and then two years ago he was diagnosed with throat cancer. Um, he looked like he beat that. That went into remission. But then the cancer went down to his, I believe, his kidneys. And he was able, last year, in 2021, he was able to go down to a spring training game, have a long conversation with his son. Um, his dad was very meticulous about his uh, hair. He got his hair cut supposedly every week, right? So he's really meticulous about his hair, obviously clean-shaven. Um, when he passed away in 2021, last year, um, Brandon Marsh basically said, as a, as a dedication to my dad, I'm actually going the other way because he was so uh, kept up with his appearances. I'm going to grow my hair shaggy. I'm going to have this easy top beard. Uh, he's the youngest player on the team, uh, age-wise, 24. Um, he is, and I think he's become a, a fan favorite. Absolutely. Uh, as, you know, plays a great outfield, speed. He's got everything. And sure enough, in the same thing, just like we had talked about, how Stott kind of you know, got the kettle, mm. you know, popping, and then, yeah. then Hoskins really went nuts. Uh, Brad Marsh, three-run home run. Same thing, bottom of the second. How about that? How loud was that crowd when you get a guy who launches it, mm. you know, out of the nine hole yeah. and, uh, and and does what he did, gets the team. And once once that was, you know, once we went up 3 nothing, and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they did get one back in the third. We score one, go 4-1. They did get one back in the fourth, but then we blew it open. Uh, more just, just singles, you know, three – uh, getting three runs, obviously Harper had a home run. Uh, great game. Uh, couldn't have asked anything more from Syndergaard, the bullpen, yep. and some great moments offensively. Yes, yes. And then the post game. Uh, did you make your way into the uh, locker room at all? I did not. I didn't go to the locker room. I I hit Nicole. I I did the wrong thing. I was out on the field with my buddy for a, a long time, entertain. And that's the other thing too. I was talking to a friend, and they said, you know, I was at Game Six in 1980. Phillies win, and you know, Tug McGraw. You know, they they have a big mob, and then they all go into the, the locker room. And that's how it was back in the day. You, you wouldn't see them again. I love the fact that you know they hang out there for a while. We're playing, you know, the. Uh, their fight song now, which is uh, dancing. dancing on my own. Yep. Uh, they're tipping their hat to the fans, and then they let all the family out there. So now they're with their family and kids. I saw the you know the fanatics. How about when they took all the picture together? Yeah, they get the team picture. You've done that before. The kids are dancing with the fanatic. You know their kids, and then it's funny because then it's like okay, you know I, I see the <laughs> our players like kind of saying goodbye to their wives and their kids, and then they go into the right. locker room and trash it. You know? Right. And then they have their own celebration, but, and yeah, I just yeah, yeah. you can really tell this team really likes each other you can tell they really respect and like rob thompson and all the coaches uh yeah. they are really having fun and i for years i've always you're jealous when you see other teams you know they have their own you know uh traditions and fun yeah. little things and it just you know i guess it takes a winning team to be able to i think so, to do yeah. that uh they have a song they've got i mean they really do and i think a lot of it is you know bryce but i think a lot of it too is schwarber Mm -hmm. uh, Schwarber, I think, is is probably the clubhouse leader, mm -hmm. you know, down there. And and again, a lot of it is Thompson, where Thompson, you know, with that that calm demeanor, allows the guys to be the guys and 
police himself somewhat. Yeah. He has that calm, steady hand. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's been so much fun. The celebrations are so much fun to watch, <laughs> right? They are. And I love too, like the, they showed a video, I think it was from Saturday where it was a uh, video of a, of the subway uh, at yeah, City Hall. Yeah, I saw that today, actually. And the I whole, haven't seen that. And the, all these fans that are on their way to the ballpark yeah. were uh, singing, the singing the song really loud. Uh, and I love the fact that the Flyers, Flyers had a game on Saturday. Yeah. They showed on the screen, kudos to the Flyers organization. Yeah. Really cool. They showed, you know, the last, I think it was the last out uh, on their, during their game. Like, their game is going on. They're playing the Canucks. They've got, you know, I don't know what where it was in the game at that point, but the, they were losing that game at some point. So, and they showed the yeah. the last part of the Phillies game. You were talking about the song, too. So, obviously, my pal, the Fanatic, you know, is trying to come up with some cool stuff to do in the playoffs and thought, okay, well, this song, you know, this is, he's got to do something with the song. So, we had all kinds of ideas, things that we thought we were going to do, and then we got word from the players that they prefer we not play Dancing on My Own during the game, that it is only for when they win, and it can only be played post-game. Yep. So um, it's like, oh, okay. And, and I know the folks from Fanavision, too, they were, I think, thinking of you know maybe a way in the game if the Fanatic doesn't use the song, you know maybe we could have everybody standing up and singing it. Now, at that point, I was kind of like, well, it's not Sweet Caroline. Everybody knows that song, and they've been doing it for years in Boston. I'm like, this is kind of a new song. Like, I don't know if really people are, have latched onto it that quickly. Because they have. Fans have just started to hear the song. So wouldn't you know, we, we win. They play that song after the big win, and the whole crowd is singing along. And when I saw that Subway video, it's like, oh, my gosh, everybody on the, at the Subway is singing this goofy uh, It's you know, really song. cool. I got to say. It's, so it is cool. I got to say, this team, um, much like the 93 team, I think a lot of people, when Philadelphians feel that you know a team maybe is not, the expectations are low, and then the team overperforms, again, like in 1993, or this year, I think all of a sudden they love the underdog and yeah. they love the fact that, um, you know, that Bryce Harper right from the get go embraced Philadelphia, embraced the fanatic, you know, said the right things, you know, is a type of player that the team, that, that the fans love. Then you get Kyle Schwarber, same thing, a type of guy that the, uh, the players, a you know, blue collar guy is yeah. uh, family, a lot of policemen in his family. And just, you know, he has that blue collar vibe. They can rally around him. We've got the young town, the, the playpen or the yep. daycare that, you know, that the guys can, the fans can really get behind Marsha, the beard, yep. boom, who's been a, you know, who basically went through tough time, you know, by the fans and then all of a sudden embraces it, mm -hmm. you know, acknowledges yep. his mistake and the fans get behind him the other way. You know, Reese Hoskins makes it the error, you know, Philly fans can be tough in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, that all gets erased when he hits the home run. Yep. It's and he a, acknowledged it, too. I really right. – all his responses have been great about exactly. that. Exactly. You know, because he gets it. He, he really gets it. And that's it. what it is. I think this team gets it. Yeah. And the, the fans, therefore, I think have really embraced this team. They've embraced Philly Rob, the manager. They yeah. just it's, – it's really become – I've talked to a lot of people in the last, you know, two weeks – and people that weren't necessarily baseball fans that are just going nuts saying, yeah. I love this team. I love, love, love this team. Yeah, and it's it's been great. So uh, who knows what we're going to do against San Diego. Hopefully we can. Uh, but it's been a great season. Uh, and, you know, right now, with when you have when you have Nola and Wheeler, right? I mean, Wheeler right now, um, 
in the playoffs, uh, I mean, first of all, during the regular season, um, Nola, they had one, one guy had 398 strikeouts, one had, one had 358 strikeouts. Through two starts in the playoffs, Wheeler's 2.19 ERA with nine strikeouts and uh, two walks. Uh, Nola uh, has allowed only one run unearned through 12 and two-thirds with 12 strikeouts, three walks. So it's, uh, I mean, you got those two guys at the top of your order. And again, the Padres are no slouches. They've got a uh, guy and they've got superstars. We've got Harper. We've got Schwarber. we got Hoskins. we got Real Muto. You know, we've got Cassianis if he can get, you know, hot. Um, but they've got Soto. They've got Machado. Cronenworth uh, always is a pain in our butt. Um, and they've got guys that, you know, they have a guy, Grisham, who is terrible offensively this year. Terrible. Um, but he's been hot in the playoffs. You know, much like we've got guys like Bryson Stott, you know, Brandon Marsh. So a lot of times you depend on that, uh, the, the back end of your, of your lineup. So it'll be interesting. Um, just to give you a little preview, uh, their lineup should be, especially tonight, um, against a right-hander. Uh, Jerkson profile should be leading off. Soto should be going second. Machado third. Cronenworth fourth. Uh, Josh Bell, who's been kind of a pain in the butt with us when he was with the Nationals. Uh, Trent Grisham, Will Myers, uh, Kim at shortstop, and then Austin Nola. And that's another great story. If you're the Nola parents, what do you do, <laughs> right? You'd, you wear two jerseys. Right. Well, I mean, you're guaranteed you're going to have one of your sons in the World Series. That's pretty cool. Very cool. So uh, it'll be interesting. And just there's just so many great stories. Machado and Harper, you know, they were on the, uh, the U.S. under-18 uh, team. Uh, they basically came into the league the same year. They became free agents the same year. You know, we had wooed uh, Machado just like we had uh, wooed successfully Harper. Um, and you got on. They've got uh, one of our old bullpen guys uh, on their team, Luis uh, Garcia, Garcia. Yeah. right? Yeah, um, Garcia. Yeah. You got again the brother combination. So it's uh, it's gonna be really interesting. There's a lot of ex-Washington Nationals. Right. Yeah, I was reading the Washington Post story today because it's interesting to get their perspective. And they're like, well, you know, either Harper or Soto is going to the World Series, you know, two of their stars that they lost, you know, uh, over the last few years. So good. Yeah, well, you, you also had Schwarber, <laughs> right, uh, on our side. That was yeah. a, um, You also had Josh Bell, as I mentioned. So um, it's interesting to see a lot of the nationals that you thought they were set for a while. And then no. they imploded. It's so, great, but there's no, there's nothing better than the, than there's New York Mets getting knocked out. They're is that, out. Is that the best or what? It is the best. We're loving life, John. It's all good. So again, starting tonight, game one. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. Beautiful. You know what, Tom? I'd figured that we're playing the Padres. Uh, I figured I'd give Some you San Diego I, trivia. Yeah, well, I'd wait, wait the, time I'd, out, time out. Before you do anything, John, let's go to Skip Denenberg with the John Brazier quiz theme song. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's quiz. Ah, it's music to my ear, John. I think. Skip said he wrote that in about 47 seconds, that nice. song. But uh, he did fine work a very work talented man there. All right. Uh, I've decided since uh, you and your best friend, the Fanatic, uh, are not very good geography, you know, historical. <laughs> Go ahead. Or you're, you're, Again, I never was taught uh, geography in school. All grade school, high school, 
college. I never had a geography course. I, I never had to uh, study the capitals like some people. Did you have to study I capitals? Yep. I never was told I had to do that. So my ca- I know capitals. I'm terrible. I've kept this mostly baseball. Seven questions of baseball. Oh boy. Uh, six questions of baseball. One mascot question. And one is a Anchorman question, since Anchorman the movie was filmed in San Diego. Oh, I okay, go ahead. Okay. I, I only saw like bits and pieces of that. All right, movie, believe well, it or you not. take an educated guess. All right, all right, here we go. You have to get six out of eight, right? All right, and we're gonna have one of the new playoff hats. I'll give you uh, one of the new playoff. I thought hats. you were gonna whisk me away to San Diego that's, for an all-expense trip with uh, tickets to the game. No, Francis Winky told me you can give oh. me a new playoff hat. That's awesome. Okay, what the players wore in the locker room, uh, right? After I already, celebration. already got that one, John. Come well, on. All right. Well, I'll get you something else if you get six out of eight. All right? <laughs> Go ahead. First question. What year were the Padres formed, uh, oh. founded? What year were the Padres founded? Was it 1965, 1969, 1971, or 1963? 1971. That is incorrect. Oh. 1969. <laughs> you told me last week. Always go with C. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? 1969? 69, yeah. Really? All right. When, how, when were the Mets? Was that uh, – the Mets were – I mean, they won it in 69, but they weren't a um, – no. Expansion team in 69, where they're no, the Mets. They were, they they were mid-60s. Mid, okay, all right. All right. How about that? How many times have the Padres won the National League pennant? Okay. One, two, three, or four. One, two, three, or four. How many times have they won the National League pennant and been in the World Series? Once. Twice. <sighs> 1984 and 1998. <sighs> okay. You're Go 0 ahead. for 2. I am 0 for. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, your your buddy, the fanatic, might know this one, right? Because he's out there before the games. Yes. So uh, who is their manager? Okay. Is it Bud Black, Jace Tingler, Tim Flannery, or Bob Melvin? Melvin. Bob Melvin. You got that, that correct. Got. Yes. All right. You, you looked a little panicked right there. Well, I did, but then it's like, no, no, it's Melvin. Okay. All right. You're one for three. All right. Number four, who is the all-time Padres home run leader? It might be the weakest Franchise home run leader mm. in the history of franchise home run leaders uh, might be. So, you're probably so, going to say Dave Winfield's one of those guesses, but he he it will not be my guess. Is it Nate Colbert, Adrian Gonzalez, Phil Nevin, or Dave Winfield? It's not Winfield because we would. Think, and it's oh, only 163. 163 Nevin. And you would think Machado can get that in like four years. Who are the Nevin years. and who else? Uh, Nate Colbert, Adrian Gonzalez, Phil Nevin, Dave Winfield. I'll go Phil Nevin. Uh, that is incorrect. Nate Colbert, right? Nate Colbert. 163. Wow. And Adrian Gonzalez. How, like, I forgot he was with them for. Yeah. All right. Okay. You are um, one for four. Not good. But this one, you should get this one. Who is the all-time Padres in hits with 3,141? Don't even have to give Finally. you that. You are two for five. Jeez. All right. Awful showing. Who is the all-time leader in strikeouts for the Padres pitching? Okay. Who is the all-time leader in pitching strikeouts for the Padres? I got is the it Andy Bennis? Is it Jake Peavy? Is it Trevor Hoffman? Or is it Eric Schau? Well, I definitely was thinking Hoffman, and you got to think, okay, well, does a reliever get as many as a, you know, as a? Uh, well, that's uh, what you have to factor in there. Bennis, and who was the other? A- Bennis, Peavy, Hoffman, or Schau? You're going to get it wrong regardless. So you might as well just throw it out there. I am going to get it wrong. <laughs> you're saying? No, I don't know. Just. I know because I'm trying been, to throw you off. Um, I really like Andy Bennis, by the way. Is that who you're going with? Uh, uh, I liked him because he's the, he was on the cover of USA Today in a Philly fanatic uh, seersucker hat. How about that? 
All right. So just for that reason, I'm going Andy Bennis. That is incorrect. Uh, was it uh, Jake Pop- Peavy with oh, 1,348? Oh, my God. All right. You are two for six. Ooh. All right. Uh, what year was Ted Giannolis? Giannolis. Right? What year was Ted Giannolis hired to be the San Diego Chicken for WKGB Radio? Uh, what year did he did he and was he best friends with that chicken? Uh, was it 1976, 1975, 1973, or 1974? I'll go 76. 74. Wow, really? <laughs> yes, wow. San Diego chicken. All right, your well, last. I didn't even get that one. No, your last question. Yeah, <laughs> this is I'm, this is the worst. I, uh... I am so glad. This is off, <laughs> this is how many years we've been doing the podcast? Four <laughs> yeah. plus years. I know. Uh, right? We do it. We do a. Uh, Basically, an interview every two year, every yeah. two weeks. Yes, and I don't think anybody's gonna come close to this. I've said this before. It's, it's not about, about you, the, though. It's not about yeah. Not about this you. Is random. All right, the movie you've San seen. Diego in, Padres trivia. Come the on. The movie you've seen in bits and pieces. Oh. The last question, Anchorman. No, I'm not gonna it's, get it. It's set in San Diego, Go right? Ahead. So, what instrument does Ron Burgundy play in the movie? Okay, what instrument does Ron Burgundy play in the movie? So this is going to be, I guess, a guess because you haven't really seen uh, kinda, it. Kind of. So is ahead. it the alto saxophone? Is it the trombone? Is it the jazz flute? Or is it the triangle? So is it alto saxophone, trombone, jazz flute, or the triangle? I'll go alto sax. Because <laughs> you were going alto sax, like you read it somewhere and then put it in there. It is the jazz flute. Jazz flute. Jazz flute. Two for eight. That is a new low. <laughs> that is in, a new low. I'm history. so ashamed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, what a way to. I hope the Phillies do not uh, replicate is, my yes, performance here on the won't. quiz. They uh, won't, John. I'm fired up. And I got to tell you, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, it's gonna be great. here at the ballpark all weekend yep. is going to be awesome. It's, yep. It really, we have a lot of fun things planned, a lot of surprises, uh, a lot of cool moments before the game even starts. Yes. And I know we've got a lot of plans around the city for this uh, latter part of the week. So yeah, keep an eye out is, for uh, the rally bus, I think, is going to get back out there. Check phillies.com for all information. We'll sending, be sending out press releases, and I'm telling you, uh, I just hope we can get through this series because... How much fun was that back in 2008, 2009, going to the World Series? Yep, it's going to be great. Folks, enjoy it out there. Me and John are, and uh, we'll see you next time on Phillies Backstage.